Receiving a letter of non-renewal from your malpractice insurance company can be incredibly stressful and frustrating, and often it comes out of nowhere. So why do malpractice policies get non-renewed? What factors does an underwriter consider when determining whether or not to keep a risk on the books? In today's episode, we're going to give you the six reasons why a malpractice insurance policy may get non-renewed, what you can do to avoid it, and what steps you should take immediately after receiving a non-renewal notice so that you can ensure your coverage for the years to come. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform, so be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. All right, let's jump in. Getting hit with a non-renewal notice is the last thing you want to deal with as a healthcare professional, but sometimes it's unavoidable. So let's start things off by looking at the big picture. So what does the non-renewal process look like from the carrier's perspective? When an underwriter reviews a malpractice policy each year at renewal, they're looking at the risk to see if it still meets their criteria for coverage, in addition to determining the rate for the following year. If there happens to be something that's of concern, or if the account starts trending negatively, the underwriter might flag it for review to take a closer look at the factors at hand. For example, if you have an open claim with a high reserve, which is an internal indicator of how much that case might cost, then the underwriter might flag your account for review at renewal to see how the case was resolved. Or if you've inquired about adding a high-risk procedure to your practice, but opt not to do it for the time being, the underwriter might flag your account at renewal to check back in to confirm your procedures and ensure that you're still meeting the underwriting guidelines. If the underwriter determines that your account no longer meets the criteria for coverage, there's usually an internal review process that includes underwriting management and sometimes an advisory committee to review all of the factors to determine if your account will be non-renewed. If they decide to non-renew your policy, you will receive a written notice in the mail, typically two to three months before your renewal to let you know of their decision. This gives you enough time to either appeal the request or secure new coverage. Appeals on non-renewals are given consideration, but it is usually very difficult to change a carrier's mind once they've decided not to offer renewal terms. In order to have the best chance of winning an appeal request, you must fully understand the reason for the non-renewal and then provide a thorough response, including any course correction or changes that you will be implementing to improve your position and make your risk more acceptable. Okay, so now let's take a look at the key reasons why a malpractice policy gets non-renewed. 
There are six main causes, starting with reason number one, which is claim activity. When it comes to a healthcare provider's claim experience, an underwriter is looking at two key factors, frequency and severity. Claim frequency refers to how often a provider is involved in a malpractice action, and claim severity refers to how high the payouts are. It's generally understood that a healthcare provider will be involved in some malpractice claims over the course of his or her career. That's just the nature of healthcare, and it's to be expected. But when it comes to claim frequency, the underwriter is looking at how often you are involved in claims and how long you've been in practice. If a provider has been in practice for 10 years and has had one or two claims, it's likely not a concern. But if that provider has had four, five, or six claims in that same period of time, then they'll need to take a closer look at things. In addition to the frequency of claims, the underwriter is also going to look at the payout of those claims. If a provider has had three claims, but they've all been dismissed or had little to no payout, then it's likely not a concern. But if one or more of those claims had a high indemnity payment, then it requires a little more research. Having a claim payout at policy limits does not necessarily mean that your coverage will get non-renewed, but if your overall claim trend shows that you're involved in more claims than a typical provider, or if you've had a bad run with several large claim payments in a row, then the underwriter may consider non-renewing your coverage, or at least increasing your rate to account for the higher risk to the company. The second reason why a carrier might non-renew your malpractice coverage is because of increased risk exposure. When you initially apply for malpractice coverage, the underwriter is reviewing your training, your experience, your scope of practice, your practice location, and several other factors before determining if they can offer you coverage. Once you've been approved, the underwriter will monitor these factors to ensure that you still meet their guidelines. But if something has changed that increases your risk to the carrier, the underwriter may non-renew your policy if they're not willing to insure it. Here are some examples. First, adding a high-risk procedure that does not fall within their guidelines. Number two, having a provider mix that causes them concern. For example, if there's a 1 to 10 ratio of doctors to mid-levels in a clinic, that might be concerning. Number three, receiving feedback from a risk manager that the practice does not use appropriate policies and procedures. And number four, expanding into a new state or territory that the insurance company does not cover. When it comes to increased risk exposures, the carrier will generally let you know if there's something that they're concerned with so that you can take the necessary steps to correct it. They don't just non-renew at the first sign of something that concerns them. Typically, the underwriter will work with your agent to explain the issue at hand to see if it can be resolved so that you can continue your coverage without issue. The third reason why a policy might get non-renewed is when a customer is consistently paying late or frequently having to be reinstated. 
Malpractice carriers are pretty flexible when it comes to payment plan options, and if a bill slips through the cracks and you accidentally miss a payment, it's generally not an issue to have a policy reinstated. But if you have a track record of late payments, or if the carrier has had to reinstate your coverage multiple times, it can cause issues with your insurability in the long term. This generally isn't the primary reason why a provider's coverage may be non-renewed, but it can be a contributing factor. For example, if you've had some significant claim activity and you are a constant late payer, those two factors can lend to a policy getting non-renewed. Similarly, if you've had some questionable procedures that you've added to your practice and you've had your coverage canceled and reinstated multiple times in a year, that might also result in a non-renewal. If a policyholder consistently pays late and has multiple reinstatement requests, eventually the carrier will no longer offer reinstatement and the coverage will simply remain canceled. Reason number four for non-renewal is licensure issues or board action. Most malpractice insurance policies actually provide a little bit of coverage for issues involving licensing boards. In fact, most carriers will appoint an attorney and pay your legal fees up to a certain amount. But if the result of the board action leads to your license being suspended or revoked, your malpractice coverage may be non-renewed. Involvement in medical board action can lead to non-renewal, particularly if the medical board is investigating a complaint involving unprofessional behavior, such as sexual misconduct or drug or alcohol abuse, or complaints that are suggesting that there is a quality of care issue. Similarly, if you lose hospital privileges, or if the underwriter has any other reason to suspect that there is an issue affecting your ability to meet the standard of care, the carrier may choose not to renew your policy at renewal. Rounding the corner with number five, the fifth reason why a policy may be non-renewed is due to fraud. When you complete your application for malpractice coverage, you'll be signing a fraud statement that says that the information you've disclosed is true to the best of your ability. But if you intentionally withhold information or intend to deceive the carrier by lying on your application, and if they find out, your policy will be non-renewed. Additionally, if your practice is accused of billing fraud, deceptive business practices, or anything else that causes the underwriter major concern, your malpractice coverage will be terminated. And finally, reason number six for non-renewal is when a carrier is simply exiting the market. This final reason for non-renewal really has nothing to do with you personally or your practice. It has to do with a carrier changing their business strategy or choosing to limit where they write business. Sometimes we'll see a carrier discontinuing to write a certain class of business. For example, a carrier may choose not to write long-term care facilities anymore, or they may only want to write physician and surgeon policies and not standalone advanced practitioners. Other times, a carrier may pull out of certain states and only write business in specific geographic areas. In rare instances, we'll see carriers completely pull out of the market, whether it's due to bankruptcy, insolvency, or any other number of financial issues. 
If your coverage gets non-renewed because a carrier's risk appetite has changed or they've gone out of business, it's generally easy for you to find new insurance because the reason for the non-renewal really has nothing to do with you. So that leads us to our three final thoughts for you today. So what should you do after you receive a notice of non-renewal? First, you need to understand why you've been non-renewed and then take the necessary action. If you want to appeal, make sure you work with your agent or broker to submit the request and then be open to the carrier's suggestions of what you might be able to do to course correct. Second, make sure you get a loss run or a claim history report and also have a current certificate of insurance showing the terms of your coverage today. You'll need these documents to apply for new coverage going forward. Third, talk to an agent or broker about new coverage options. When you apply for new insurance, you will have to disclose that your previous policy has been non-renewed, but take the time to clearly explain everything to the new underwriter. Be absolutely truthful when disclosing the reason for your non-renewal. In order for you to earn the trust of your new carrier, you must demonstrate that you're not withholding any information, and you should quickly and thoroughly answer all of the questions from the underwriter. If you were non-renewed due to claim issues, be sure to explain your new carrier the who, what, when, and where details and any other noteworthy facts that might help them better understand those cases, and then what steps you've taken to avoid similar claims in the future. A narrative description is a good way to tell your story. Just be truthful and avoid pointing the finger unnecessarily. And finally, just remember that being non-renewed is not the end of the world. It happens to a lot of healthcare professionals, and you're not alone. Although it can feel like a bump in the road, your malpractice insurance agent can walk you through the process and help ease your burden. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. Be sure to stick with us to follow along. And if you haven't done so already, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review? Your feedback and support helps us reach more people. And we're so grateful for your clicks and your kind words. That's it for today. Be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.